Naughty Nerds. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Naughty Nerds. And this is probably one of my favourite episodes that I'm about to share with you today. I've finally managed to persuade one of our lovely clients, Kate from A Tidy Mind, to join me on a podcast, talk all about her business and how she started it, and also what it's like to work with some nerds on her SEO. Naughty Nerds! We've been working with Kate now for probably nearly two years on her SEO. She had a really bad experience with an SEO agency in the past, and I think we turned that around. She said something really, really nice in this episode, which filled me with so much joy. She said, we did more in one month than her SEO company did in a year. What a statement that is. I'm really excited to share this week's episode with you and also some amazing news, which I'll share at the end of this episode. Naughty Nerds. How did you come about starting your business? Why did you want to start your own business? Because you've had it for a long time, haven't you? Yeah, well, it's been about seven, eight years now. Actually, the last two years have kind of been a blur, so maybe nine years, because <laughs> they've gone really fast, haven't they? And I mean, for me, I wish I'd done it sooner, to be honest, because I was 32 or something like that. Yeah, it will have been, because I just hit the milestone birthday. And it coincided with me going off on maternity leave uh, when I had my twins and not wanting to go back to not particularly my job but just employment you know I wanted I wanted something of my own I wanted to be self-employed and I wanted to be able to be in control of my diary ha ha <laughs> like that's happened <laughs> but that yeah. was the aim that was the aim and I was determined but at that point I didn't actually know what I wanted to do so that was funny wow so what did you do before mm. you owned you started your own so business? I was a probation officer I was I was a probation oh, wow. officer for 10 years yeah so I worked with people who received community orders and prison sentences through the court helping rehabilitate hopefully helping rehabilitate them that was that was the idea and I really enjoyed it I mean it was very rewarding obviously intense and tough but yeah I think after 10 years, I actually felt like maybe that had run its course as a career. I remember thinking to myself, you know, what do I love doing anyway? Like, you know, people always talk about if you find something that you do for free, then that's the perfect thing, don't they? Yes, um, I've heard that one before. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, you know, it doesn't work out quite like that. But I knew that for me, decluttering my life and, and like living in a, a calm simplified space where things are organized and where everything's got a home and where I've got my beautiful treasured things around me and no clutter that was kind of my everything really that was the thing that I've always used to deal with stress as I've always come back to that I guess is a bit of a coping mechanism mm. make it's me really feel better mm. it's really interesting actually because when we first started working together and you sent over your website. I was like, oh my God, I've never heard of this before. It seemed really, really niche. But obviously, as yeah. we've worked together over the, what, past nearly a year or so, year and a bit, I was like, oh, okay, this must work because people are looking mm. for you and looking at your website and all that kind of stuff. Mm. So in a nutshell then, give everyone a little bit of a nutshell of sort of what you do and what your business is all about. Yeah, so I'm a professional organiser and decluttering coach. That's what I call myself. And basically what I actually do is I help people uh, declutter and organize their homes, but also their lives as well. So it might be 
organizing and decluttering their diaries and their to-do lists yeah. or being more productive or it could be it could go deeper into the psychological side of it so it could be about letting go of what people think of you or you know just uh, the, the negative thought patterns and, and the mantras that we, we tend to talk to ourselves in not a very nice way sometimes and it's kind of thinking whether that's actually useful for you or not so I think so I've got a psycho- psychology and mental health background that came into it a lot when I was building the businesses and figuring out what services I was going to offer and and how I was going to train because I wanted to train you know but there wasn't that much training around so I kind of had to be self-taught if you like at first is it a niche business when you first started this like seven or so years ago Mm. was there a lot of people doing this or is it something that you were like okay this sounds like a really cool idea I'm going to go with it or were other people doing around it but it wasn't too popular there were other people doing it but nowhere near the number who are doing it now so I'd say in the last five years it's really exploded as an industry and it's you know I think maybe because of the tv shows that have been on people are People are starting to understand what it is more. So, you you know, you'll speak to your hairdresser or you'll speak to somebody in a coffee shop and tell them what you do. And they, they some of them, not all, <laughs> actually have heard of it. But yeah, when I first started, it was very niche. But I think in London, it's kind of like five, ten years ahead of maybe where I live in, in Yorkshire. So that was kind of another challenge for me, I guess, because no one had heard of it where I was from and in the north of England. Whereas in London, it, you know, it was just starting to kind of take off. Believe it or not, there is an association of professional declutterers and organizers. Did you know? Wow. No, I didn't. <laughs> but that sounds awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, they, that was one of the first things that I did was join the association because I thought, well, you know, this is great because you've got a community of people who, who are in the industry. So I can learn from them. And, you know, we can and we, we do have a, a really good Facebook group and a really good Apto community. And that association has grown a lot. Is that like a union of people that do exactly the same thing as you do? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's an association and, you know, you, you become a member and you pay an annual fee for that. And, you know, for, for that, they've got their own website and they've got various resources. The most important thing for me is there's a code of ethics and there's certain standards to adhere to. So, you know, it's one of these industries where anyone can set up and I think, you know, to have to have something starting to emerge that's that's setting the standards for the industry is really good. It adds credibility for me and I want to be part of that going forward as the industry grows, you know, maybe growing into the size of something like the VA industry, maybe I could absolutely see that. As I said, when we first started working with you, I was like, this is like, I've never heard of this concept before. So that's really, really good. And and how was the whole COVID stuff? Because I guess the main thing that you do is, you know, you and your team go into people's houses. So what was yeah. going through your head sort of when the COVID situation happened? Yeah, I mean, I think it was it was a real shock because people run their businesses in different ways, obviously, but a tidy mind has always been very much about physically going into homes and working with people face to face. And virtual work was not really something that was a massive part of what we did because our clients tend to physically need somebody there, physically, literally holding their hand. And also doing the physical work for them sometimes, taking stuff away that they don't want anymore and donating it to charity, that kind of thing. Mm. So I was just thinking, I just, I don't, I don't think it's going to work. You know, I think we're going to have to pause. 
But, you know, interestingly, we did end up doing some virtual work. It was never going to be, it was never going to be a complete pivot of the business. We knew we were going to go back into homes and people were crying out for us to go back. But we did some decluttering and organizing your home on Zoom. And it can, it can work, you know, that the client walks around with the camera and takes you around their home and you're like a little, in the little device on their shoulder and you're saying, right, let's get all your shoes out. Let's categorize them. When was the last time you wore that? How comfortable are these? It can actually work. And I didn't think it would. So that's been great. And then when did you start going back into people's homes? Was it sort of after mm-hmm. how many lockdowns were you on the third one, I think? <laughs> Some of us were a little bit variable on that within the business because we obviously everyone's got their own, you know, personal reasons for wanting to be extra, extra careful, haven't they? You know, maybe because of medical conditions or, you know, living with people who do. The majority of us actually went back into homes in, in the summer of 2020, taking precautions, obviously, you know, masks and socially distancing. And that, again, was something that, I thought would impact on the way we were able to connect with our clients and communicate. But I think you just get used to it, don't you? You get used to a different way of working. And I think the thing that I realized was people's clutter and disorganization, especially if you're talking about something like hoarding, we do, which we do work with people with hoarding disorder, which is, you know, another thing really. It was, they were really struggling with that during lockdown. So we just thought, yeah, you know, we've got to get into people's homes again. That's what they're asking for. And with precautions, we can do it. It is something that's like second nature, isn't it now? Wallet, mm. keys, mask when you leave the house. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, it's nicer that things are getting back to normal a little bit and you can start doing your jobs and, and going into people's <laughs> homes again. Because I think especially yeah. with the pandemic, people have been hoarding things or people, mm. you know, it's, everyone's houses have got like cluttered. So it's nice mm. that I guess bit of a break from people mm. to have someone come into the house and be like right okay we're going to do this 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 and uh, let's sort the problem out yeah and a massive thing has been people working from home and trying to fit home working spaces in with home because especially people who who are living in flats or studios or you know just really just compact properties which a lot of us do you know just trying to navigate that really and still be able to relax at the end of the day and a lot of our work has been about how can we optimize storage within this home so that they're using every inch of space really effectively and that they're not feeling like they're hemmed in with their belongings and they can tidy up easily at the end of the day. And I think as well with people working from home, people are working more, aren't they? From a bad perspective, you can just wake up, go straight onto Zoom. There's no commute into the office or things like that. So mm. I think having a good space in your house or you know in the mm. garden or something like a little outhouse to go and work in I think it yes. helps with that separation a little bit doesn't it yes yeah we've helped people organize garden offices definitely because they are you know really sought after now so anyone who's got one is really lucky aren't they if someone's got an actual spare room or like a little box room that's brilliant that's kind of the ideal also, we've had to help people get creative with just corners of rooms and desks that pull down and just clever storage and things like that because not everyone's got a space really within the homes for a home office. <laughs> and yeah. we don't want them to be working on their beds on their laptop because that's just not good for anyone, is it? 
No, not good for the name. <laughs> Your chiropractor no. wouldn't like me for that. <laughs> no, even though I have to say I do it, which is really bad, but, any, but I shouldn't. Yeah, I, th- I think occasionally you're okay, aren't you? You know, as long as it's not all day, every day. Yeah, sometimes you're just so tired you need to be in bed, but you actually still need to be doing stuff, don't you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so taking it back then to when you first started the business, obviously, you know, you come from a normal job and now you've got to, you know, wear as many hats as you possibly can. Mm. How did you go about that route? So did you get a website started Mm. first or flyers? How did you sort of get creeped through the door? So I think like once I kind of completed my research and training period, which probably took about a year, and then I felt like I could offer a professional service. And then I started thinking about marketing and how I I was going to get myself out there, which was a scary thing because I'm not an extroverted person and it, I was just thinking this is just really cringy you know but anyway I just thought well there's no point having a business if no one can see it um, and I thought to myself that what do I do when I want a service particularly something quite personal that means a lot to me and you know maybe has an emotional element attached to it and I thought well I would google that's what I would do yeah immediately I knew that obviously had to have a website I don't think I'd have had a business if I didn't have one so that I think that was probably the first thing that I did as I was getting it off the ground was do my own website I did one of these what was it called at the time uh, moon fruit I think it was called where you yes. can do your own <laughs> looking back now it was very basic <laughs> but <laughs> it was all right you know it got me some work and it took forever and the website's still a work in progress it's always going to be I think forever yeah it, that's exactly that I think a lot of people just build a website and then it's like right okay you know go off and have a cup of tea and, and not touch it for a year and I'm like no no like, <laughs> yeah. keep optimizing it and keep doing stuff I know. one every day and I'm like oh could we change this bill? Could we re- reword this bill? Maybe add this. And it's just like never. Yeah, it's opening a can of worms, isn't it? And sometimes yes. it's best not to go into it. But I think that's also good because, you know, to be constantly wanting to change and grow is, is great because the, I'm sure, well, obviously, you know, the world of website never stays the same. And it's always, you know, it's just going to, it is going to get dated, isn't it? Fairly quickly. So uh, the other thing I did was I did some work for free for whoever would have me at first because I wanted those reviews and testimonials I could put on the website that I could put on social media and I just I guess they were my guinea pigs really (laughs) I love that guinea pigs it's it's, it's a good way isn't it because then you start to get you know all of your reviews together and people Mm. say Kate did this great job she's really good get in touch with her and it is a good mm. way to start start it for sure. Yeah, because so I knew that word of mouth and you know referrals were great, but I, th- I knew that they were going to take time. It's going to take time to get established. That doesn't happen overnight. You can't just rely on one avenue because you're cutting out so many others then. Naughty nerds! You mentioned something earlier about sort of Google. Mm. How did you start off with that initially? So you've built your website and then did you start writing content or did you look into SEO? How did that go about? Well, you know, I mean, I had no idea what I was doing. I like absolutely no idea. So I don't think I'd even heard of SEO. I mean, obviously I knew about Google rankings and some people were higher than others, but I didn't really understand it at all. It seemed really, really, you know, secretive. <laughs> so I was kind of thinking it was, a, it was a secret and it was impossible to find out. And it was also that I was probably never going to be able to afford to have paid help with it. Mm. So I kind of just ignored it, I think. 
Did you subconsciously start ranking for keywords and then you were like, oh, okay, this is working. I, How did that go about? Yeah, but the thing is, for me, I was lucky at the time of starting it because there wasn't much competition. Yeah. So it happened for me quite quickly. And I think, I guess I was spoiled in that way. I didn't need to, whereas as time went on, it became more and more important because more and more people were doing the same thing. Obviously, now we work together on SEO for your website, but before us starting out that journey for SEO, were you working with an agency before that or other paid help? I worked with an agency for quite a while, actually. It must have been at least a year before I got in touch with you. So we met on LinkedIn, I think, didn't we? And the thing is, it was just strange because something was just off, you know, with the way that they were working. I don't think it was necessarily bad, but I think that there wasn't much information shared with me. I didn't really see things moving that much. So I was feeling quite disheartened. And I think as a small business owner or micro business owner, I should say, you know, it was a lot of money going out for me, really significant, not something that I could just really just see how it went for so long. So yeah, I was, I think by the time we met, I was just thinking, you know, is this actually, does this actually work at all? Yeah. And has it worked since it started? <laughs> yes, Tommy, you know it has. I mean, it's it did make a you know a massive difference. And I've told you this before that you did more for my SEO in one month than the previous company had done in a year. And that's that true. I mean, that just makes me very happy because I don't mind paying for SEO if I get results. It's absolutely fine. But I think it's just when you don't, you know, you feel quite disheartened by that. Yeah, it's something actually that we've been seeing so often lately, especially with the the whole coronavirus stuff. I think every man and his dog has set up a digital marketing agency. Mm. We've I had so many calls with people and they've nearly been on the verge of tears and be like, we've been mm. spending thousands of pounds per month and I've not mm. even had a report and I'm I'm logged mm. in to I'm like, mm, nothing's been done here. And it's mm. terrible. I, I suppose you get it within your industry as well. People saying they've got these credentials and they do things and they mm. don't things and it's, I think it's a conscious thing isn't it I could never do that you know yeah. you've always got to do the best job you can and make you sure your client's happy and, and get good results because they'll work with you for longer yeah yeah I, exactly and I think I mean I remember when I think I put something out on LinkedIn you know asking for saying that I was looking for for a new SEO agency and digital marketing and I mean the number of the number of messages that I got was was really overwhelming. I actually kind of, I actually nearly just came off LinkedIn. It was it was that overwhelming. It was that overwhelming. So it was just kind of an onslaught. But I think it was very much like it felt like a very much copy and paste reply yes. to that. So it didn't feel individualized to me. And I know that when we got in touch, I felt like you had actually had a look. At what I did and then also we spoke on the phone and that really helped as well so I think that you don't really need much you know I think it's just that someone taking a little bit of time to understand or you know do a li- little bit of research into who you are and what you do yeah it's and then just a little person yeah isn't it yeah and then just speak on the phone rather than you know exchanging emails for that first bit you just sometimes you just need to chat don't you yeah. And it's easier to just pick up the phone and just have a conversation with someone as a person. Yeah, I think I think it is. But I think I think a lot of people have got out of the habit of it. And, yeah. You know, because I don't know. It's, I, I know quite a few people who don't like speaking on the phone at all now because, you know, they just think, well, why can't people just text or leave a leave a WhatsApp message or 
voice message. <laughs> yeah, I don't think COVID's helped with that at all, has it? Been locked in no. for so long. People are going even more underground. Naughty nerds. People can say they've got certain qualifications and that's fine, but I don't know what those qualifications are. They don't really mean anything to me. And you don't know whether it's true. You know, you're just kind of thinking, you know, who, who are they really? And I suppose, you know, recommendations are great. And I've had a couple of people actually email me who are thinking of using your agency, asking whether I'd recommend you. Yeah, I think I've had two, maybe two. And I just, I think that's, and I do obviously give you a a glowing report because I'm not just like not just saying that because that's true. And I think that's, that's a really good way of doing it, actually. I wouldn't have thought of that. The whole SEO and I think with any business, if you just take a minute out of your day to just be an actual Mm -hmm. person rather than be like a sales robot, I just think it goes so much more than being hello, my name's Tom, I'm going to help you with your SEO today. So (laughs) what package are you interested in? It's like, no, ask them how their day is, you know, have a bit of personal relationship with them because you want them to work with you for a long time. And if you don't have that and connect on that, it's just not going to work. Yeah, because I think that's the other thing with SEO, isn't it? Obviously, there are things that you can do quickly, but it is quite a long game, isn't it? You know, you have to stick with it and things change. You know, Google changes its, its, uh, its rules, doesn't it? A lot, apparently, I've heard. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the infamous Google updates and all that kind of stuff. We take a review every week with with the SEO team. and We go through all the websites that we're doing SEO for. And every week, Kate, we just click on yours and be like, yeah, it's going great and, and come off. It's like, it's always going up. So it's a bit That's of an joke at the minute that uh, we just check it. And we're like, yeah, everything's going well. Carry on with what we're doing. Yeah, I mean, that is that is obviously great. But, you know, also I feel like we could you know, have a, if it wasn't going great, we'd have a conversation about it and, you know, figure out what to do because, you know, like things do happen, don't they? And, you know, things, things break and stuff. And I think it's just important then to have that relationship with who you're working with. I think a lot of people, myself included, are pretty scared of tech. I don't know why, obviously as the years have gone on, I have managed to teach myself quite a few things, but I think just just it's very nature just raises the anxiety levels in me I'm with you on that one <laughs> well i'm glad that you you get it because that makes me feel better actually there's uh, there's a few instances our developers are like oh can we do this bit of coding and this bit of coding i'm like yeah sure just go on with it. i have no clue what you're on about but if it looks pretty I'm all, I'm all there i mean coding what what is that about i mean it's it does sound quite cool and obviously it's very important but it's yeah. amazing really it's just that amazing that you can yeah build these websites and do these things that can be done naughty nerds i wanted to touch on something very briefly because how you structure your business is really really interesting and fascinating to me you've got like the different areas that you cover within the uk and then you've got like your team your team around that mm-hmm. so and obviously you you know you look at sort of franchise and mentoring mm-hmm. and stuff how does mm-hmm. that work how did you decide right okay i'm going to franchise out my model and, and do this and this because that's just fascinating yeah. to me yeah i mean it, it wasn't something that was initially planned when i first started the business so i mean i did go into the business really very uh, naive about business and just didn't have a business plan, which apparently is is strange to, for somebody to go into business without a business plan. But I didn't, especially I an organizer. <laughs> I didn't even think to, to do one. But anyway, so I just started doing it. And then very quickly, I got way too busy for my time. So basically, all my time was used up with working with clients, you know, just me. 
Yeah. So I was thinking, what am I going to do now? Because I've still got inquiries coming in and I can't, I can't work with them because I don't have time. So I thought, well, I'll get contractors, like, pe- like people who are self-employed who can help me with client work. And because I, I, di- I never really wanted to go down the whole employee route. I think because I'm, I'm a really rubbish manager and it's not what I don't enjoy managing people either. And I just, just, I just didn't think that it was me. So self-employed contractors, you know, great because you can, you know, they can come on board and as long as they're really well-trained, then that should all be fine. And then obviously I would take a commission of what they would earn with our clients. But then, then that got like quite difficult to manage and I still have self-employed contractors, but it's just that. I was thinking, I don't, I don't know how big this can be really. You know, it's not really something that is going to make me a lot of money either. You know, like you'd still do a lot of work and you get some commission from it, but you, you know, you, you still got to put a lot of time in. So still had no time. I kind of, I'd read about franchising, but I, you know, like I just thought, well, that's McDonald's, isn't it? And that's Costa. <laughs> <laughs> then I was like, well, that's not me. I'm not a franchisor. But then, you know, I don't know whether you've heard of these much much smaller ones like children's play groups and you know things like dance groups where they'll they'll create a brand and then they'll basically it'll be replicated across lots of different areas i started clicking that that was also franchising and made that connection and that's when i looked into franchising a lot more and i could see it was something that was not it was not going to be a quick thing i wasn't going to get this franchising thing off the ground overnight and i thought i need i need a mentor i need a, a strategist so i got in touch with my franchise coach who i i worked with her for a year and she helped me franchise my business and that was the best thing that i ever did even though it was a really big investment monetary wise for me and time but I just I knew I couldn't do it on my own because I needed help and guidance with the legal side and how to actually create a business that could then be replicated because I was going to sell this business to other people who were going to then be a tidy mind in another area. So the business needed to be really kind of slick in terms of these are our systems, this is what we do, this is our branding, everything like from the fonts to the colors to what we actually do with clients and like the different ways we work. So I had to just, you know, tighten all that up and basically write a manual on how to run a tidy mind and then train them. And also, you know, it was it was scary because at the end of the day, it's that it's your baby and you're then selling it to someone else. And, you know, and there is a, a really tight legal agreement that all franchisees sign. But obviously, you know, you can't you still don't want anything bad to happen because you don't want things to go sour like that. So it's something that I'd never want to go through, really. Naughty nerds. You know, you've, you've created this business all these mm. years of hard work, sleepless nights, and then you're like, oh, okay, you know. Here you go. One, one in London, it's a bit like, oh, okay, I don't know yeah. about this. But then, you know, I thought it would be kind of hard at first, but then the people that I've taken on board as franchisees and, you know, I've, I've not got many franchisees some people have got kind of 90 100 franchisees whereas you know i've i've got, i'm kind of taking on my sixth soon so you know that's and i you know i'm never going to have 100 it's not i don't want to because i want us to be a close-knit team 
So the people that have come on board are just so lovely. And so it's, it's really nice because I feel like I'm not on my own anymore in the business. I saw on Instagram, actually, I think Craig from the London franchise, yeah. we, we follow each other on Instagram. And over the summer, I saw him in, I think it was France or something. And he yeah. was away working with a client and I was like, oh my God, what a great job. You go to France, nice weather. You get to yeah. cut to someone's house and the pool house. And it just, I was no. like, very jealous. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he he really did get a dream client there with with the house in France, absolutely, and flying over there because yeah, she had a house in London and a house in France, so that was brilliant. And you know, the people that you meet in this job, like the clients that we we meet, are actually generally really amazing people with with really amazing lives. And actually, you feel quite privileged to be be in by in their homes and helping with the inner working of the home or the office or whatever it is, you're getting a little bit of insight into their life. And that's, that's really nice. Have you ever had a, a not pleasant client, Kate? Or You know, I think the thing is, I think I would, I would say no, because I would say that everyone's challenging sometimes, you know, so I yes. think the people who we work for are very overwhelmed and, probably at quite a, a stressed point in their life. So we might not be seeing them at their absolute best. That doesn't define who they are. And, you know, and, I, and generally I'm actually amazed they're not more stressed than they are. I think maybe because they feel like something's being done, you know, they're actually they're having help now. So they're kind of past the worst of it. And maybe they're kind of they're at that feeling exhilarated stage a little bit more. That's a really, really interesting take on it, actually. I've never mm-hmm. thought it about in that way before. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'll take and I think, today. yeah, and I think you just you get back what you give out, don't you? You generally people will treat you as you treat them. That's kind of how it is, isn't it? In life, naughty nerds. Well, there you go. What a fantastic episode with Kate from a tidy mind. Go and check her out. She offers some fantastic services all across the UK with her beautiful franchisees who are just wonderful people. I've had the pleasure of speaking to a few times as well. And some exciting news for you all. Nautilus Marketing have just been accredited as a Google partner, which is just fantastic. In the last month, we've nearly worked on about $20,000 worth of Google ad spend for our clients all across the world. We've been recognized by Google for spending that much, but also how fantastic our ads have been and how successful our ads have been. It's a great achievement for us. It means we get a fancy badge that we can put on our website And we are officially a Google accredited partner and we get some fantastic support for our clients. If you do own a business and are looking to get more leads, more conversions on your website, get in touch, nautilusmarketing.co.uk. I'd love to have a chat with you. We don't charge for our discovery calls and I'm more than happy to give you a little bit of advice and see how we can potentially help each other. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, morning, afternoon, wherever you are in the world. Have fun. Stay awesome. Stay safe, but most importantly, stay nerdy. Naughty Nerds!